This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Are you worried about lead in your water? You've probably heard about the year-long investigation by over 120 journalists affiliated with nine Canadian universities and 10 different media organizations. The researchers conducted water tests on hundreds of homes, or they looked at the results across 11 cities, and they analyzed thousands of previously undisclosed results. And what they found is that in one-third of these results, lead levels in water supply exceed Canadian guidelines. The highest levels were found in Montreal, Regina, and Prince Rupert, B.C. So should we be worried? The word is that if you live in an older home, like I do, maybe. Uh, I'd like to give the numbers out again. I'd like to hear from you. Are you worried about the lead in your water, or do you believe some of the reassurances that we've heard, at least here in Toronto? The numbers to call 416 360 toll free 1 866 740 And right now, I'd like to go to Eva Pip, who is a biology professor at the University of Winnipeg. Hello, and thanks for joining us. Good afternoon. Thank you. Uh, so were you surprised by these results? Actually, no, because we've known about this problem for decades. I remember talking about it as early as 1982. And so it seems that each generation rediscovers this problem, but we can't make much headway because of the cost that it would take to replace this type of distribution pipe and also the plumbing systems in houses that have the, the lead. And, of course, as time goes on, it doesn't get any cheaper to do it. So just I just want to go through some of the the things that we know which are important information for consumers. So uh my understanding is that in most cases the water that comes from the municipality is okay but it's the lead pipes that may exist in homes uh where you get a problem. Is that right? Uh, yes, it can be the lead plumbing right in the house. But in some cases, you also have the connecting service pipe that comes from the water main to your house. That can be lead as well. And uh, the only way to know for sure what you're, whether you have a lead problem or not is to get your water tested. Uh, and uh, how do you tell if your pipes are lead? Can you just well, go over to that? Uh, well, if you look at your plumbing... Uh, you can tell the difference between, say, copper or plastic pipe. The lead pipe will be a, a kind of a black or sometimes oxidized gray color, and it will be in older houses. Okay, uh, so I know that my entire uh, little neighborhood, it's all older houses. My house was built in 1921, and I don't uh, exactly remember. I know we replaced a lot of stuff, uh, 
but it was a long time ago. I don't remember exactly everything that we replaced. I want to give the numbers out again. Um, One of the things here in Toronto, the municipal authorities have sort of said, don't worry about it because even if you have a lead pipe, we've put something in the pipe that takes, uh, that, that makes it okay. I forget what the, the chemical is called. And so the question is, should we believe that and rely on it? The number is 416-360-0740, toll free 866 740 740. And people, my question is, do you believe the reassurances that we've heard from the mayor? Uh, from the head of the water here who says you don't really have to worry in Toronto. And Eva Pip, should we believe that? Well, it, it depends, of course, on how much lead you have uh, in, in total that your water is standing in. It depends on a lot of other factors. For example, the flow rate, how much water do you use, because the longer it stands, in contact with the lead pipe, the more uh, leaching uh, can occur, and you also have things like temperature and the pH. But what most municipalities add at the treatment plant is a chemical called orthophosphate mm-hmm. or phosphoric acid, and what it does is it coats the insides of pipes and therefore it reduces the amount of leaching that you have. But again, you can't really know what your specific situation is unless you get tested. Uh-huh. And uh, what about the tests? Are the tests completely reliable? They're offered okay, by now the this, city? This is a whole other minefield because the standard way that samples are collected for testing is first you open the faucet You flush the water, you let it run for five minutes, then you take the sample, and then you submit that for testing. And this does not reflect reality, because how many consumers will stand at the faucet or at the kitchen sink for five minutes for the water to run before they fill their coffee pot or, you know, or or, or take a drink? Similarly, if you look at schools or or other public places where there are water fountains, how many people will stand at the fountain for five minutes running the water before taking a drink? And those are low-flow situations. And so the testing, in my opinion, doesn't really correspond to what you are actually being exposed to. Because uh, if you take the water as soon as it comes out of the pipe, it will likely have more lead in it, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And the worst will be what is called first draw water, which is in the morning when it has been standing uh, all night in the pipe. Or if you've been away, say, for a weekend, and then you come back, and uh, that's even worse. So that first draw water will always have the greatest concentration. Uh, Something else that you should uh, not do is you should never drink from your hot water tap because some people like to have a shortcut in the morning. They get up and they think, well, I'll just put the hot water in the coffee pot and that'll, you know, speed things up. 
you should never do that because the higher temperature vastly increases the rate of leaching of lead into the water. Plus, you may also have metals in your hot water tank that exacerbate the problem. Wow, this is very useful information. I had no idea. I, you know, and putting hot water in your coffee pot is not going to make very tasty coffee anyway. Uh, but again, let me give the numbers out again. 416-360-0740. Toll-free 1-866-744-740. I'm talking to Eva Pip, who is a biology professor at the University of Winnipeg. And uh, we're talking about these reports that have come out in the last few days about lead in our water. There's been a lot of reinsurance here in Toronto saying we put a chemical in the, in the, in the, in the pipes and that lessens the problem. And we've just been hearing from Eva Pip, and she's saying, well, uh, don't test your water after running it for a long time. That's not accurate. Eva, I've heard some people say, well, if you run your water for a minute before using it, that will take care of the problem. Now, I don't know of people who run their water for a whole minute. Yes. Well, again, this depends on the situation at your particular home, because let's say you just have lead plumbing, or maybe you have a fixture, like say a brass fixture that contains lead. So in that case, a shorter amount of time of running the water, that will clear whatever has been standing in contact with lead. However, if you have the lead distribution pipe, the service pipe, which connects from your water main to your house, then you must run it for a far longer period of time because you have to clear that whole entire length and if your house is set far back from the street, right, that, that increases that, that problem. Okay, let's take a call from Franco in Toronto. Hi, Franco. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? Not too bad, thanks. So, yeah, uh, thanks for taking my call. So, I, 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 I'm a, a consultant in, uh, in, in, um, in health and safety. And there are a couple of things that aren't correct from what I heard. One is that, uh, um, for example, children in schools should not be drinking uh, water from a fountain that hasn't been flushed because there are flushing programs in every school. Every board has one. And the head caretaker, when they open up the school early in the morning, the first thing they do is flush uh, the pipes uh, for, for 10, 15 minutes. That's very good uh, because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm in Manitoba. And so oh. our regulations might not be quite the same as yours. Uh, and uh, you have to rely on the staff to actually do that, that they haven't forgotten it that day or whatever. But yes, that is very important to, to make sure that that is flushed, especially that, that first draw water in the morning. That is very important. And so when uh, staff do that, then that alleviates the problem. Yeah. Also, also, uh, I've seen a lot of these these uh, these reports uh, of analysis because school boards uh, do uh, testing every year, uh, and um, I've always seen that there is always two uh, samples taken. One is after the water has been sitting still, 
uh, in the morning, overnight, or the weekend, and then they'll flush the pipes, and then they'll, they'll take a second reading to compare the two. Okay, you're talking about schools, but that doesn't necessarily happen in people's homes. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, I would request that to happen, though, right? You'd get a better idea of what's going yeah. on. Oh, so that, actually, that was my point, right? That, that was what the point I was trying to make, is that people need to also know what their exposure would be in a realistic setting where most people don't do all that flushing before they take a drink of water in their home. Okay, let's uh, thank you, Franco, for your call. Let's go to Margaret in Thornhill. Hi, Margaret. Uh, Hi, good morning, uh, Libby. Nice to be able to be on the phone again. Um, I'm quite concerned about the water. Now, um, every municipality pays their water bills, and I think it's up to the water department to go and inspect the tanks and make sure there's no lead in it. Um, how, I don't how think are we that's supposed to know. I don't think that's the way it happens. I know that in Toronto, and mm-hmm. um, uh, in Toronto, there you can get your water tested, but you have to get the sample and get it to the right place. I'm not sure how that happens in Thornhill. You should mm-hmm. probably ask your city councillor. Do you live in an old house, Margaret? I beg your pardon. Do you live in an old house? No, I have my house is 20 years old, I think, or 25 uh, years. I think uh-huh. uh, probably you don't have to worry about it. Yes. Oh, good. Yes, if uh, it's a newer house, then uh, uh-huh. unless you have uh, copper pipe that has been joined by lead solder, but that would have been decades oh, ago because now we have the, the updated building codes where they have to use the low lead solder. Uh-huh. If they mm-hmm. if they have copper uh, that they are joining together, so you are probably uh, out of the. You don't have to worry. Yep, uh, but when did this building code come into effect? I don't know in Ontario when it did. It's in, in Manitoba. It came in in the 1980s. Yeah, I think it might have even been before that. Here, I think mm-hmm. uh, we'll have to check the exact time, Margaret. But I think it was 1975. So I see. Another I, question: Is uh, bottled water more safer to drink than tap oh water? Oh my goodness! What a minefield you've opened. Okay. Your question, uh, I'm Margaret. very intelligent. This, I worked for lawyers is, 50 years. Okay, we, Margaret. I, just we, a minute. I'm. Uh, we're running. Answer, just a I minute. Answered, just a minute. We're running out of time, so Margaret, I'm going to let you go and let Eva answer the question, okay? Okay, great. Thanks for your call. Okay, Okay, Eva, please answer that in, uh, yeah, we have a little over a minute left. Okay, Uh, Margaret, uh, uh, we did a study, actually, we did a number of studies looking at bottled water and uh, things like lead and cadmium and so on in bottled water, and what we found is because of the very poor regulation that we have in Canada, you get an extremely wide range, and there are many brands that actually exceed the guideline levels for things like lead in drinking water. And in some cases, there are brands that are actually worse than what you get from your municipal supply. So you have to... Be very careful in terms of the kind of bottled water that you buy. And briefly, what I would advise is the domestic brands are are the best, like the ones that come from Alberta, for example, Water Valley, Alberta, that area. A number of brands come from there. Don't buy imported water, especially those European or, or Asian waters, because 
A lot of them are mineral waters. You do not want to be drinking mineral water as your usual drinking water because it is likely to have contaminants in it, plus drinking the the high concentration of minerals is not good for your system. And uh, you also should look for things like expiry dates. You have to be careful in terms of the information that is given on the bottle. If there isn't any information regarding analysis, for example, then pass that one by because there are a lot of claims that are made by some uh, bottled uh, water producers, and a lot of those claims are downright fraudulent. So be judicious, and I say I would recommend the domestic uh, bottled waters. Those are by far the best, and also environmentally, because you don't have all of that transportation, and at least it comes, you know, from, from a source that you know where it's from, whereas some of those imported waters you can be getting something that is that does not even meet our our, our guidelines for drinking water. Very for tap interesting. Water. That's very interesting. Uh, Eva Pip, uh, you've told us uh, a lot of really good information. There's a lot to uh, digest there. Uh, maybe we'll have to take this up again in the meantime. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Okay, and that's all the time we have for today. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.